0: Unlock the power of your mind. This is Provocative Enlightenment with Eldon Taylor. Welcome to another hour dedicated to enlightenment. An hour for inquiry, reflection, questions and more. All in our effort to understand exactly what enlightenment means and what it is to be enlightened. An hour devoted to exploring the edge of consciousness and all that is implied thereof. Indeed, an hour dedicated to learning something more about ourselves, an hour designed to help us go further inward and perhaps challenge some of those old ideas about the world we live in and the people we have become. This is an hour where we strive to evaluate knowledge as inseparable from the total experience of reality, and this is an hour where the integrity of our inquiry demands inviolate genuineness. I'm Eldon Taylor, and this is Provocative Enlightenment. All right, Ravinder, it's time for you to welcome everyone.
1: Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us.
0: Andrea, my personal assistant, is joining us today. Uh, and that's because Andrea and Ravinder will be having a conversation with me as well as answering some of our questions uh and some of your questions, for that matter, in today's show. That way, hopefully, we won't have some long, boring monologue of myself just meandering on here oh, and there.
2: Monologues are never boring. Oh, uh, Now,
0: hush, hush. So, Andrea, <laughs> say hello to everyone.
2: Hi, everyone out there. Thanks for listening to Provocative Enlightenment. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Eldon, thank you for having me on today's show.
0: Oh, it's great to have you here. Okay, every week I read a few of your letters as our way paying respect to the importance you play in helping us to shape and improve our show. All right, Andrina wrote, great Hay House show. Well, thank you, Andrina. And Carolina wrote, I love your teachings, Mr. Eldon, and I appreciate you so much. Well, I sincerely appreciate you, Carolina, and thanks for the feedback. Christina wrote, I have been listening to your show on Hay House for a few months now, and I look forward to the new podcast each week. My nine-year-old son listens with me and your topics provide us with the opportunity for deep conversations. I know that these conversations will benefit him as he navigates his sometimes challenging life as he matures. Thank you for all that you do. I truly look forward to learning more about Talk and the work that you are doing. Well, hey, Christina, you must have a very bright young man for a son. And he is very lucky to have you as his mother. Thanks for your feedback. Peppy wrote, It's simply amazing how my life changed after three months on one of your programs. Thank you, Eldon, for all that you are doing for others. I've got seven CDs, and the result that we get by listening to them is mind-blowing. The things that I have changed during the last three months are incredible. I'm a true fan and believer. Bless you. Well, thank you, Peppy. I can use all the blessings that, that the whole world can pass out. And I'm going to use your letter to segue into today's topic. But first, let me thank all of you for writing. I do invite you to opine by leaving comments on my website or by emailing Eldon at EldonTaylor.com and or by joining me on Facebook. I read all your letters, even though we don't have time to share them all on the air. That said, they do impact our programming. So once again, thank you and keep the letters coming. Now, one more thing before we get fully into today's subject. I want to invite you to join us with your questions and comments. You can do this by calling toll-free 1-866-254-1579. And international callers can dial their country code, then 760-918-4300. Now, many of you have sent their email and letters requesting a show just on Intertalk. I I hear all the time about, well, why doesn't he do a show on on his own work? I mean, why does he bring all these others on? I have to tell you that to me, doing this radio show is a real opportunity because it gives me a chance to explore the ideas of so many great authors today. And so I guess what we haven't done is a lot of talking about what it is that we do. So today's subject is the intertalk technology. My team has assembled many of your questions, but remember... We invite you to bring them live by calling in. All right, Ravinder and Andrea, which one of you chooses to begin today?
2: I will begin with the first question, and it's one of the most commonly asked questions that we get. It's, um, can you explain what inner talk is and why it is different from other subliminal programs?
0: Yeah, that's an easy question, not not quite. There isn't a one-minute soundbite I can give you, but I will explain that. <clears throat> Years and years ago, uh, too many years now for me to want to admit, uh, I became aware of research that was being done by the Los Angeles Police Department utilizing uh, information that was delivered without conscious awareness. Would you just call this subliminal for the moment? And I became very interested in that because I employed a lie detection practice and I had a number of. uh, of examiners and people that work for me. And one of the problems that you have in lie detection is inconclusives and inconclusive as a result of someone that intends to tell you the truth, but their situational stress is such that it, uh, we it bleeds into the relevant questions and or you have someone that has no intention to tell you the truth, but they have practiced some countermeasures and so they're going to push a thumbtack in their shoe or do some muscle stiffening, some other kind of thing that for all intent and purposes, uh, gives them the ability to also influence the physiological readings that we look at. So <clears throat> the idea was, well, if, if I could use this technology to eliminate my inconclusives, uh, I could be a real hero. Well, the bottom line is that set me on a course that eventually changed my career, and, you know, from criminalistics to what I do today. But this is what I learned. I learned that there were a lot of subliminal programs in the marketplace, and I gathered them all up, and I sent them to Anthony Pelicano, who owned Audio Forensic Laboratories in California. Now, that was a state-of-the-art facility, and and they recovered information that was on audio tapes or other recordings that you couldn't otherwise find. The reason I did that is because when I decided to find out how all of this worked, I called some of these companies, and when I asked them how they did what they did, you would have thought I asked for the secret recipe to Coca-Cola. Now, to me, see, when someone makes a scientific claim, and let's come back to this, when they say, you know, the science says, and and I ask them, okay, well, what is it that you do? How did you do this? They should be forthwith with that, because if they're not, who can verify or replicate what, what it is that they claim? Well, quickly, I learned that. You know these claims were being made not about their product, but made because of the work of Lloyd Silverman at New York State using a techetoscope, which is a device that flashes visual. It wasn't audio at all. Or you know Lloyd Chevron, who was uh, using uh, again visual subliminals and measuring cortical evoked potentials, p the P three hundred wave with with. yeah, <laughs> cranial measurements, okay? It it had absolutely nothing to do with the audio programs that they were talking about. So I just simply shipped their programs off to Anthony, and I said to Anthony, tell me what's on here and tell me tell me how they're doing it. How are they masking this? And Anthony came back to me and said, "Eldon, oh, then, you know, I've been through all these programs you sent me, and I've got to tell you something. There's nothing on them. Well, since then, I heard from... A representative uh, about one company who, you know, the author of the company said, look, uh, subliminal is really a placebo, so you don't need to be worried about that. We just tell them. Well, the bottom line was I was not satisfied with that, so I ended up at the University of Utah. I involved some friends of mine, and and we did a number of searches, and we brought back everything that we could find on subliminal communication. And what I discovered is, you know, you can create an audio subliminal by burying the information. But when you bury the information, uh, you know, we don't have sufficient stimuli to cause a neuron to fire. If there's insufficient stimuli to cause a neuron to fire, well, I've got news for you. You're not going to process any information. So right this minute, somebody in Hong Kong is singing. (laughs) I don't know what they're singing, and I'm certainly not processing it consciously or unconsciously, okay? So so the bottom line came down to, all right, look, you I, I can't do this kind of burying. Indeed, I'll tell you, uh, there was a time that a company sent me some paperwork because the AG in Texas had targeted them for claims, and uh, they wanted me to... Um, assist them in bringing forward the evidence uh, for the efficacy of subliminal. And by then I had done a number of studies on some of the things that, that we do currently. And so I asked for the engineering report on how they had created the programs and the engineer sent it in and they masked the subliminals 40 and 50 dB beneath the primary carrier. Well, now look, the the theoretical limit to a ghetto blaster, you know, the little tape players that you used to see these kids carrying on their shoulders, you know, in Hollywood, okay? Those ghetto, the theoretical limit was 30 dB. So you could turn this thing out to blow your eardrums off, and you still couldn't raise this subliminal that was in the floor at minus 40 and minus 50 dB. So, make a long story short, What I ended up doing was, as I looked at all the literature, I discovered that, you know, the brain processes information differently according to which hemisphere is processing it. And our bodies are cross-wired. So for us right-handed people, we're left-brained. And for those left-handed people, we're supposedly right-brained. Now, we're talking about hemispheres in a generalization because both hemispheres process all information. It's just a priority of tasks. So what I ended up doing was creating a kind of dichotic way of presenting the information. Now, some of the work that I saw from split brain studies uh, gave me this idea, and, and Gonzaniga is the, the pioneer in that area. But so what I tried to do, and, 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 and I'm not telling you all about all the background. I just want to tell you how different it is. What I did was deliver two simultaneous messages, one to each hemisphere. The first was a forward-spoken message. And that forward-spoken message would go to the left hemisphere that processes forward speech. But it also is the seed of all our defense mechanisms. So it's going to say, if you say to it, I am good, it may say, yeah, good at what? Do you remember when? So I've got to give it a permissive statement. I'm going to say to it, it's okay to be good. Now I'm going to tell the right hemisphere, because the right hemisphere will process reverse speech. And that's something that some of my friends 25 years ago said, Eldon, you may someday win a Nobel Prize for this, and you may also end up on the on the loony list. Well, today, we pretty well have demonstrated that, without a doubt, the right hemisphere processes reverse speech. I believe, indeed, my paradigm uh, suggests that uh, the mirror imaging paradigm that we... Uh, we, we learn speech in reverse, and I have speech recordings of young children speaking in reverse that when you play it backwards, it's very meaningful, you know, daddy-play-mommy-home kind of conversations. we get to that later if you want. But So to the right hemisphere, I deliver a reverse uh, spoken message that is authoritarian, so it says, I am good. Here we come to the left, the left hemisphere, it's okay to be good. Logic and reason, can't argue with that. Defense mechanisms are going to let it go. Yeah, I suppose it is. And to the right hemisphere, I dare deliver, I am good, in reverse. Now, that was, that was the model. Would this work? Well, we tried it out in a lie detection scenario, and it worked very well. We moved it from there, ultimately, to the prison system, where we ran a double-blind study, and again, it worked very, very well. Since then, we've run a number of uh, studies, uh, ranging from oncology and depression to test anxiety and stress and and I have not been the one to run all these studies i 've run a couple, of course. I ran the prison study with two cohorts uh, cohorts i uh, I ran the oncology study I have run my own studies, but i 've also given the product to individuals in governments like uh, the government of Germany where they ran a study uh, at Bremen University or Mexico where they ran a medical study I've given it to leading researchers like uh, Plant at Stanford University to run their own double blind studies and all these studies have come back and said yes this works and that's what I meant in the setup piece about look if you have a hypothesis my hypothesis was dichotic listening well, you go test, you experiment with a hypothesis. Like I say, it worked very, very well. We filed patents, and that's, that's essentially the Intertalk method. Now, that's in, in a nutshell because there were 105 claims to the original patent, and, you know... Uh, that patent is, is worldwide now. All right. We're discussing the patented and scientifically proven effective technology known as InterTalk. But before we get back to today's show, I want to encourage you when you go to EldonTaylor.com to be sure and sign up for our free newsletter. All right. Back to the show. I had concluded uh, a simple explanation about um, the patent, what makes InterTalk different from other so-called subliminal programs. Uh, And by the way, I guess I should add, uh, many people say you know, well, what you do isn't really subliminal. I, I mean, I can hear voices from time to time. If you channel, differentiate, which is something I tell people to do. You know, just pan your speakers clear to the left, and you'll begin to hear the voices. Uh, you'll be able to understand some of what's being said, or clear to the right. But when they're simultaneously delivered, it's somewhat analogous to throwing a person two balls at the same time, maybe about two feet apart. If they try and look both of them into each of their hands, they'll drop the balls. But if they just quit looking and reach, usually they're able to catch both those balls. Well, that's that's how the brain works. It processes a lot of information simultaneously. And only a small bit of that are we consciously aware of. And there are lots of reasons for that. But the long and the short of it is, that's how the technology differs. I have some samples here if you'd like to hear.
1: Oh, that'd be cool. Would you I like that? I would.
0: Okay. Uh, this first one is uh, the Serenity program. And when you buy my book, Mind Programming. Uh, this CD comes free with it. This CD. Which
1: is a heck of a bargain because the CD sells for itself by tw- for twenty seven ninety five, And I think the book in paperback at paperback, Amazon. Paperback,
2: 15 uh, 95 regular. I kidding? don't know what it's at. at Amazon, Amazon today, it was $10.50. $10.50. Oh, wow.
0: <laughs> and you get the so CD. So don't
2: bother buying the
1: CD from us. Go to Amazon and grab hey. the book and the CD. <laughs> All
0: right. Anyway, here, here's a short sample of that CD, Serenity. If you listen, you'll hear some chatter from time to time. Did you hear that? I mean, I yeah, could hear that on the radio in my earpiece. I could hear that. Now, here's the important thing. And I have demonstrated this. And, you know, Ravinder, because you've been there. I've actually demonstrated this to therapists mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in teaching therapists how to use this technology one on one with their with their patients. Uh, we actually put the affirmations on top of that brook that you hear in the background. hmm. And when you hear just the brook, you hear them quite clearly. But then as soon as you bring in the music, they disappear. And these clinicians will say, well, what, what happened? What did you do with it? Well, it's just how the brain processes information. Here, here's, here's one that has an interesting story. And I'll get to the story after we listen to just 45 seconds of this clip, OK? Now, that's a piece of music by an Emmy Award-winning musician, Jim Oliver, that we purchased. And I don't know that you know this story, uh, Andrea, but when I first met Ravinder, I was lecturing at the National College. Uh, Actually, it was at Imperial College that the National College was meeting at in London, England. And Ravinder was there uh, working on a master's or graduate degree in psychotherapy and and, uh, hypnotherapy. And when I got back to the States, I sent her a program, self-esteem. And the reason for that was I, I kind of, you know, felt that she didn't give herself the value she deserved. Well, she called me from England and told me this music sucked. It was horrible. <laughs> Why on earth would I send her that program in the first place? i have got to tell you something. I'm going to let you chime in here in a second, Rav. I can't tell you how many times somebody has come to me and said, you know, this this music is horrible. I just can't stand this music. Yes. And, and I have said, well, why don't we try a different title with different music? And I've handed them a different title with precisely the same music, and they have loved it. Because it wasn't the music, it was the messages that were in the music. Rav, you want to share that?
1: The classic resistance, yes. I mean, I played that program as soon as... I didn't have any idea why you'd sent me a steam, because I didn't think I had an esteem issue at all. But um, I played it that evening, and then that evening you called me to say goodnight, because you always did back then. And, uh, yeah... I was ranting to you about how dreadful the music was. It wasn't music, it was just sounds, it was just tones, it was just... And I went on and on and on to you about how bad the music was. Well, I, you know, continued working with a number of different programs and after some time I went back to that program and it's gorgeous music. Jim Oliver has to be one of the best musicians that we have. I mean, he's got fabulous music, but it really does highlight you know, the power of resistance. I was resisting the change. I didn't want to think these positive things about myself and so I dumped it all on the music.
0: And so what we did then is we you know, give her a program that everybody just wants. And it turned out to be a program we we played together in the office for years, our favorite. And that's what I'll play for you next. Optimism plus what you want in your life joy happiness sense of fulfillment this is the program okay let's say we take some callers we can go to line one claudia has been very very patient she's been hanging on for a long time claudia you're on the air provocative enlightenment with andrea ravinder and myself uh, you have a question? Oh
3: yes, I couldn't get enough of your show, and uh, <laughs> I love, love, love this topic. Absolutely amazing! So well, thank you. Yes, I appreciate all your work. It's leading edge, beyond. <laughs> um, I'm I'm going to preside a very important business meeting in about three weeks, and I would like mm-hmm. to know how can you advise me to use. Um, subliminal uh, work for myself and for the people attending the meeting to capture to have them capture my message and you know to be a clear concise harmonious type of meeting
0: (laughs) sure are you are you able to actually play the program during the meeting uh
3: it could be possible but i don't know if they will be open to that they may think i'm some (laughs)
0: Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I would suggest not to, actually, if there's no. a cold meeting. But I'll, I'll tell you my thoughts, and, and there are three of us here. We'll share these thoughts. One of my very favorite programs for whenever, you know, a presentation is coming up or a major event is strategic planning and peak performance. Now, you have to look at yourself. I used to be terrified of public speaking, and I mean that sincerely. I mean, I, <laughs> I... I showed my wife here uh, last week or two, within the last couple of weeks, uh, campus, University of Utah campus, the Kingsbury Hall, where I was invited to speak once by a dear friend of mine. And, uh, hey, I, I couldn't do it. I just simply couldn't do it. I mean, that's all there was to it. I used my own technology to overcome that. But if if you don't have a fear of public speaking, if you don't have a fear of communicating, I would go straight at, strategic planning and peak performance what do you think ravinder
1: that is one of my best programs i use that whenever i have problems getting my thoughts organized getting the work done getting everything straight and in place and or I, just
0: being focused yes. you don't need to have a problem you just want to be focused you want to be clear you want to know what you're doing you know things front to work back. so
1: well every time i use that i make the most if i've got five minutes free My productivity goes through the roof when I use that program. All right,
0: Andrea, you talk to lots of people that call in on the phones. Not as much as you used to now that you're, but uh, what would you suggest?
2: I would definitely suggest uh, the strategic planning, maybe enthusiastic and motivated as well if you need a little bit more to get you going. But I agree. I love strategic planning and peak performance.
0: What do you think, Claudia? Is that going to help?
3: Oh,
2: definitely.
3: I have no problem um, speaking uh, to big or large uh, groups, and uh, this would be absolutely a good help. Now, how how often do I play it, and how soon before the meeting, or how much more do I use it?
0: (laughs) Well, I want you to play it at least an hour a day, every day between now and the meeting. Our research shows that at... 17 hours of use, using it an hour a day. We actually see what's called a synodial function when we're pre- and post-testing subjects. Uh, And by that, I mean if you're looking at a baseline on a chart, all of a sudden that line starts to go straight into the air. Okay, Our recommendation is an hour a day every day for 30 days. So you're going to do that. But I'll tell you, if it's myself, I'm going to play it more than that. I am going to play the music version of it while I'm thinking in my mind about uh, the presentation, while I'm preparing my notes, while I'm organizing things. I'm going to probably play that, uh, the ocean version of it uh, all night long while I sleep because even though when I'm in deep sleep, I'm not processing any information, for the average adult who sleeps eight hours a night, three and a half to four hours of that is in what's called REM sleep or or dream sleep the twilight stage where we're falling asleep or we're waking up technically hypnopopic and hypnogopic uh stages and 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 that's that's a brainwave pattern that's upper theta and alpha and in that state, we process a lot of outside information. And and research has shown us that even when we're sleeping in those narrow states, we'll process information in a meaningful way. So I would suggest that. Now, this is what I want you to know, Claudia. Today's your lucky day. Because what you're going to do is you're going to stay on the line. And my producer, Steve, wonderful fellow, by the way, just an absolutely charming wonderful fellow now you owe me steve is going to take your phone number and not your phone number but your mailing details and i'm going to send you the duo cd InterTalk talk cd and by duo it'll be the music version and the and the nature version of uh strategic planning and peak Aww. performance
3: you're the best, Elton, and I. You just touched the next uh, detail of this inner talk technology, the alpha waves, which I am a little bit familiar in how it works. Do you use alpha waves in this particular uh, program?
0: No, I'm not sure. I understand you. Do I use what alpha,
3: alpha waves? Alpha waves.
0: Uh, oh, do we use brain entrainment program? Okay. okay. Some of our technology does incorporate brain uh, entrainment uh, technology that will produce an alpha state uh, while you're listening to it. Intertalk is not one of those programs, and the reason for that is we want Intertalk to be able to be used anytime, anywhere, anyplace. Oh, um, so for that, so yeah, I, I understand. We. Uh, The programs that we do that with, Echotech, Ozo, a couple of other technologies, Platinum Plus Plus and Power Imaging, these are programs that we tell you right in the beginning, you know, assume a supine position, put on your headphones, close your eyes, okay? Uh, They're not things that you can just use as you go about your day. Mm -hmm. Does that answer your question? Oh,
3: absolutely. Now I know the difference, and definitely your program is... um better for the usage to the public.
0: Yes. Well, we have both. It's a matter of how you want to use it, Claudia, and I'm going to tell you that all the research says the best way to use any of these technologies is the way you will use it. And most <laughs> of us just don't have an hour a day to close our eyes and lay down on the sofa. So, All right? I look forward okay. to to You be sure your... to stay on the line. Steve yes. will get that information from you, okay? Thank and thanks you. for calling. Thank all right. You've got a lot of questions, and the lines are beginning to fill up. So mm. we'll bounce them back and forth.
2: Yuri says, um, "Not uh, being not a native English-speaking person, will I benefit from InterTalk English CDs?
0: If he understands the language, he'll benefit some. He's best to have it in his native tongue, period. And, and we have a lot of programs available. I mean, our technology has been translated into a number of different languages, uh, so if he can't get it in his native tongue, if he does understand the language, then he will benefit from it. Mm. That said, you know, if it's Swahili and you don't understand Swahili, there is no magical interpreter. There are folks out there that will tell you all oh, the subconscious does all this man. Well, I don't does no magic. You know, that is a great psycho myth. Okay. If you don't understand it, you're not going to process it in a meaningful way all right let's go to marcia in washington dc marcia i guess it is in washington dc marcia you're on the air do you have a question for us
3: yes um um, uh about purchasing the ozo success program and Uh i've i've been doing that since uh, may of this year and i don't i don't know if i've just negative that i can't see any progress or you know uh, and i've tried uh, i do affirmations all the time all the time well,
0: let's 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 go fast so let's just do some very specifics what is it that you want to get out of this program
3: uh i'd like to be successful in business and
0: okay so by successful in business, define that. You want you want to be a leader, you want to make more money, you want yeah. to grow an empire. Be, be very specific.
3: Okay, I want Pardon? to make more money in my own
0: business. Okay, you want to make more money in your own business, you probably have the wrong title. Success is about, the OZO success is about overall success. It is about being a good parent, about being a leader in your community, about uh, respecting yourself, feeling good about yourself, etc. It's critically important that you get the right title for what it is that you desire. And sometimes words can just be, you know, labels that lead us astray. I am going to send you. prosperity, power, and millionaire orbit. You want more money? Say, I want more money. Now, that's what you want to use. They will assist you also in managing the money you have. Because understand, your money is your stored energy. You get up in the morning with X amount of energy. You invest it in your work. It returns to you money. You must invest your money. Okay. Or you're forever just doing the same old thing over and over again. Does that make sense to you?
3: Yes, yes, yes. Two
0: programs on their way to you. Marcia, stay thank on you the line. So My much. producer will get your information. Thanks for calling. Thank you. All right. Let's, let's go to Monica in Sacramento, California.
3: Hi. Uh, Hi, Monica. You. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I think that one woman just before you, I, I, that was probably very helpful. Um, I work from home, and I have a couple of businesses that I operate out of my home, but I have to be by myself quite a bit. And right now I'm going through some personal issues, and I'm having a hard time with those interfering with my workflow, and, and I want to keep the money coming in, but I find that it's really taking its toll on me, you know, just, my spirit so i
0: just wanted to know if there were some recommendations you might have yeah I, you know the recommendation i'd have for you is optimism plus you, you know sometimes it's just a matter of staying confident it's a matter of remaining positive it's a matter of having the energy every day that is necessary to to do it you know Owning your own business can be a lot like digging fence posts. That's what I think about because as a kid, I dug a lot of fence posts, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, the ground can be really, really hard. And, and breaking through that ground and and getting these posts set level and straight and, you know, that is just a lot of work. And, and that's what what being in business is about but when you've built that business it's like looking at that fence you know it's self-contained and now that it's operating but you have to have that courage that enthusiasm that stick-to-itiveness you know those times that you just you know so i you stay on the line monica and I'm going to see that that program goes out to you in the day-night version. And as I said to Claudia, you know, listen to the music as much as you can, driving your car around the house, etc. You can't overdose on positive information. And then listen to the nature sound at night. And by the way, just to go back to something earlier, the reason this technology is so much better than just an affirmation is because affirmations you'll argue with. You may well say to yourself, you know, I'm going to make a million dollars this year. But if you're still, for just a minute afterwards, you're likely to get, yeah, sure, what are you going to do, rob a bank? (laughs) But when, when the information comes from the inside out, when you begin to talk this way to yourself, when your stream of consciousness supports your belief, then it becomes natural for you to be confident and positive about it. I mean think about it bill gates i'm sure does not hesitate thinking about he's going to make a million dollars this year does he no
3: no
0: that's true all right monica appreciate you calling you have a wonderful day we're out of time uh ladies uh ravinder and andrea uh i'll give you five seconds quickly (laughs)
1: Thanks for coming, everyone.
0: All right. Sorry, Andrea. She took your time.
2: Thanks for (laughs) listening, everyone.
0: (laughs) End of another hour of provocative enlightenment. I want to thank you all for joining us. I hope you enjoyed our show and will join us again. Until next time, wherever you are in the world, remember, believing in yourself always matters.